podcast. My name is Dr. Cindy. I'm a naturopathic doctor, a single mother of two beautiful girls, a retreat host, and I am super passionate about supporting families as they bring new life into this reality. I want to ensure that we are imprinting love, safety, and trust onto the next generation because I know that the ripple effects of that are far greater than we can even understand. So let's get rid of the fear, the anxiety, and the uncertainty that goes along with the birth process and let's enter a new phase of reality. Please remember that although I am a naturopathic doctor, I am not your naturopathic doctor. This information is made available to you for educational and informational purposes only and should never be used as a substitute for medical advice. Hi, everyone. So on today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to do something that I haven't really done before, which is to share the birth story of my first daughter. And um, I think it's valuable for us to hear each other's stories and to share it because there's so much value and wisdom with, within each experience and how we process it as well. And so let's dive in and I haven't even read this in a while. So I think I'm going to be surprised as well. So after she was born within... Within a few weeks, I think I was able to journal my experience. Um, and with my second, who is two years old now, I still haven't done it, but I still plan to to journal my experience from what I recall. Uh, it's definitely better to do it while you're fresh, uh, while it's fresh. And, um, and yeah, so let's see what I had to say. The due date was set for Friday, November 9th, 2018, but after experiencing extreme nesting instincts, brackets, organize, clean, and prepare on repeat, and losing a piece of the mucus plug, it was going to happen much sooner. Everything was finally prepared on the evening of November 5th, 2018. The house was clean, supplies for the home birth were in order, hospital bag was packed, and Richard, who was my husband at the time, made chili and chicken soup. After a nice shower and some help from Richard shaving, since I couldn't reach over my big belly, I slipped into my favorite pregnancy t-shirt as if I knew on some level that it may be the last time I wore it. Um, we got to relax together as a couple with Rupert, who was my dog at the time, um, who was our dog at the time. And we had one last time and enjoyed a good night's rest. At 5 a.m., I awoke with some pain, not so intense that I thought much of it at first, but within 15 to 20 minutes, I realized I was likely in labor and woke Richard up claiming that things are happening. Richard and I prepared the bed and room for the birth, excited that the day had finally arrived. All the reading, preparing, organizing, and emotional excitement was for this moment. Not wanting to bother Kajal, our doula, Richard had to convince me slash force me to call her at 5.30 a.m. She let me know that we were in for a long day and should get some rest and eat something if possible. Richard went back to bed and I tried to do the same, but I was losing the rest of my mucus plug and experiencing stronger contractions. Around 7.30 a.m., we called the midwife, hoping that our favorite midwife, Janet, would attend. Luckily, she was on call until 9 a.m. She relayed the same message as Kajal. 
Things are early, rest, eat something, and breathe through the contractions. I was doing my best to simply breathe through the contractions and use some of the techniques I had learned with hypnobirthing, but the intensity kept growing. At this point, I told Richard to call everyone as I felt I needed assistance because the urge to push was overwhelming. I didn't care if it was too early. I got into the bathtub where we planned to deliver. Richard put on the Morning Phase album by Beck and we had essential oils being diffused. I had water, tea, and almonds beside me, along with some magnetic hematite rocks, which I instinctively began using to survive each contraction slash slash surge slash wave. And we also had candles lit. Once Richard told Janet, our midwife, that I was feeling the urge to push, she rushed over. As she arrived, Richard offered to grab her a cup of coffee while walking Rupert before she examined me. I had expected to be about six to eight centimeters dilated, but when she examined me, um, she said that she did not feel the cervix and she could feel the head. I was shocked, but so glad that things were progressing. Now we needed Richard. Janet called him, but couldn't get through. He finally walked in the house a few minutes later to Janet hurrying him to the bathtub. It was happening. My body was pushing so hard and all I could do was breathe, stay calm, and remember what Destiny, my friend, had told me when I asked her for the advice on having a home birth. She said, the more you can get out of your own way, the better. Janet coached me through the contractions as I held the rocks in my hand, opened my body, spread my arms, and surrendered to the pain. On the next push, I felt the baby descend and the head peek out. Baby went back in, and on the next push, the whole head came out. Richard told me to touch it, and so I did. I could feel the baby's hair and delicate skin underwater and see the back of its head. One more push. I breathed and Janet pulled baby out and laid her on my chest and Richard cheering me on the whole time. Today's episode is brought to you by a game changer in my daily routine, mud water. Now, if you're tired of the coffee crashes and jitters like I have been, and you want something that not only tastes amazing, but also provides clean, sustainable energy, you have got to try this stuff. Picture this, a cup of mud water in hand, the perfect blend of functional mushrooms without any of those unnecessary sweeteners, and let's not forget the antioxidant power of turmeric, the anti-inflammatory benefits, and the mouth-watering flavor profile of masala chai, turmeric, cinnamon, and cacao. Trust me, you will love this flavor. I'm a working mom and mud water has become my secret weapon. One cup in the morning, sometimes another in the afternoon, and suddenly I'm not just getting through my day, I'm thriving. The sustainable energy and focus have made me more productive, less irritable, and an all-around better version of myself. And here's the best part. Head over to mudwater.com slash birthceo, that's M-U-D-W-T-R.com slash B-I-R-T-H-C-E-O, and when you're checking out, enter the promo code birthceo to snag an exclusive 25% off. Yep, that's right, 25% off your mudwater order. So if you're ready to upgrade your daily ritual, say goodbye to the coffee crashes, and hello to sustained energy and focus, check out Mudwater. Your taste buds and productivity will thank you. 
he had chosen the perfect song for her birth, Release by Pearl Jam. That moment was so surreal, like a dream where time and space paused and you know something miraculous is taking place. A new life came into this crazy world and Richard and I transitioned into parents as our relationship was bonded on a new level. Nothing else mattered, just us and this new life. Janet checked the gender. It's a girl. This blue baby girl was laying on my chest, learning to breathe in the air. A whirlwind of things going on around us as the other two midwives arrived. We stayed in the tub as I delivered the placenta and the baby turned pink. We finally got to meet face to face, but we had been getting to know one another long before, communicating via kicks and tummy rubs, bonding more and more. Richard and Janet prepared the umbilical cord as the other two midwives, Andy and Amy, arrived. Andy took lots of great pictures for us as Richard cut the umbilical cord. The midwives checked baby and weighed her as I got cleaned up and laid in bed, ready to nurse for the first time. Rupert, who we called the dog father, was so curious as to who this little addition to our gang was. After baby was checked, she laid on my chest, skin to skin, and crawled over the nipple for her first dose of colostrum. Just after I was stitched up, I had two second-degree tears, and Kajal arrived. Richard came back into the room with a beautiful bouquet of pink roses and a note that was so sweet, and I still have it displayed. And it said, Sin, you are an inspiration. So proud of you. The midwives tidied up and enjoyed some chili that Richard had prepared. They made sure we were okay, and we said goodbye. Janet told me how powerful I was during the labor and delivery using the magnetic hematite rocks and surrendering to the pain. It was nice to hear that from someone who witnesses birth regularly because I did feel very empowered, strong and rooted in my humanity and instincts as a woman. It was an electric atmosphere, a peaceful moment in time that I will always hold close to my heart. Kajal and the midwives left and we spent the rest of the afternoon texting and phoning friends and family. My family arrived that evening with more roses, balloons, nourishing food, and excitement, ready to welcome the newest addition to the family. We sang happy birthday and all blew out the zero candle that was on a cupcake together. Such a sweet moment paired with champagne. Everyone left and it was finally just me, Richard, Rupert, and our new baby girl. What an incredible day. Welcome to the world, Valencia Rose Mayer. So as I read that, I get very emotional and it definitely takes me back in time. So um, I definitely encourage uh, new moms to journal their experience while it's still fresh um, because our, our memory of what we experience can can shift as the days and the months and the years go on um, but that is what's possible when you have the tools when you have the support when you have the education when um, you understand the power that your body holds and that was a beautiful experience it was intense I remember 
um, when I was speaking to Bronwyn Adicho, who came onto the podcast, I remember letting her know that I couldn't really look at the bathtub for a few weeks afterwards. Like I, I obviously had to look at it every time that I went to our bathroom, but it, it was uh, something that needed to be processed. It can be a very intense experience and it needs to be processed. And so journaling can help um, having support from midwives or doulas or, um, or a counselor of some sort or just your family around can be really helpful for you to process those emotions. Any creative outlet can be really helpful. Um, and it can be a really, really positive experience that you had. It still needs to be processed because it is such an intense experience. I always talk about it as an, initi an initiation into um, a new version of yourself or a rite of passage. And so even if everything goes the way that you wanted and expected it to, you still need to process it because it can be such a, an intense point in your life that it changes you on so many levels. Um, and so I hope that this helped just hearing my experience. Um, it's definitely prompted me to journal about the birth of my second daughter. And I'd love to share that with you guys in the future. And um, I look forward to more guests sharing their experience because every story matters. We learn something from every story. There's deep wisdom in every experience. And if you guys have any questions, reach out to me on social media at Upstream Institute. Um, go to the website, cindytahan.com and check out everything that we have to offer to support you. And I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here and I really can't wait for this community to just flourish and blossom. Please remember to like and share this podcast and leave a review if you feel called to. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Upstream Institute for more information on offerings and retreats. I'll see you next time.